Are you ready, Ma? I'm ready, Erin. Let's go. Let's go to Hollywood, California. Hollywood. This is a movie. Uh, this is the movie Stormy Weather. Stormy Weather. And it is a uh, retrospective. He he's this this man starts out with these children, and then he, it's a retrospective of his life. Mm-hmm. It's a musical. That's all it is. Yeah, it, it it is not. There is no not a story to it. It is not plot driven. No, it is not. It's a showcase for fourteen musical performances. It is indeed, and it is one song and dance number after the other. But I have to say, there is there are some great song and dance performances. There is one that I had I watched it three times. I think I bet I know which and, one it was. And, and like, if you had had a reaction camera on me. I was standing up going, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I rewound it. I rewound this thing and put it in slow motion. Oh. Because I couldn't believe what Whoa. I was seeing. And in slow mo- and then I, would go- I stopped myself and I said, Aaron, this is slow motion. And it's, they're, they're still moving really fast. Are you talking about the aforementioned Nicholas Brothers? They blew my mind, Ma. Yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing. I don't, honestly, I really don't know how the movie ends. Because once I saw the, this performance by the Nicholas Brothers, I lost my mind, and I was just thinking about the entire rest of the film. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to that. We will indeed. And and we'll get to some controversial stuff, too. I, you know, I didn't write down the notes for the controversial stuff. I, my, my mouth was just kind of agape and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. Other than appreciate it for what it was. Pure, pure sports, sportsman athleticism. Yeah. Uh, pure raw talent pure a whole 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 lot of work and practice the the amount of work that these people had to put in i mean because i will just get to it We'll, we'll get to it later okay so it's 1943 yes the movie opens it's a black and white movie mm-hmm. oh you want to do the details? Um, 20th Century Fox. It was directed by Andrew L. Stone. I I don't know who wrote it, which, I mean, did I, anyone? <laughs> and I wanted to look that up if the person who wrote it was um, uh, a Caucasian person or a person of ethnic um, origins because, okay, we'll get to that later. But I'm going to, if I had to bet money here, I'm going to say that it was written by a, a Caucasian person. Me too. And well, yeah, exactly. Because it was directed by a Caucasian person. It was Andrew L. Stone. Because I was, yeah, I was like, I don't know what world I was living in, honestly, when I think, looking back on it. Really, you thought that maybe 
anyways, this is 1943. So I did look it up to see, and yes, Andrew L. Stone is a white guy. Okay. We have the beautiful and a non-aging Lena Horne. I mean, she looks the same. Or I mean, I think she's passed away, right? Oh, I don't know if she will ever die. I don't. In my heart, she's still alive. She will live forever. And Bill Robinson, also known as Bojangles. Bojangles himself is in this movie. Now, something I just that just happened because in the movie he's Bill Williamson. So I was looking up on Google which was his real name and which was the the fictitious name. Mm -hmm. If you Google Bojangles, the only thing that comes up is fried chicken. (laughs) Where to get your Bojangles fucking fried chicken. Before this man of amazing dancing. I laugh because that's how I deal with things, through humor and the absurdity of life. The, this man who is wow. a fantastic dancer, Lady, he was um, Mr. Bojangles. He was, I'm trying to see, I wrote down how old he was when he made this film. It was his last film. It was his last film. And he died penniless. Um, and, and he's the reason that Bojangles Fried Chicken is called Bojangles Fried Chicken. Not a mention. Yeah. Okay. But he um, he was like really old. But again, it's like he just defied. I loved his his um his screen persona. I thought he was so good in this. He was very good at uh as uh, uh, okay, okay. He so he I, died I, Okay, so sorry, ma, but I just found it in my notes. Okay. He died at the age of 71. In 1949. So that's six. So he was in his late 60s, his mid to late 60s when he made this. Wow. Wow. Okay, so when I watch the film, um, you know, I I feel like I'm a, a touch woke. I'm not totally woke. It's tr- it's the truth. Well, no one's totally woke. That's just the... But I'm not even close. But I did feel like, wow, this was just a vehicle of entertainment um, because there's no there's no real plot to it. It's just a, a way to keep having people singing and dancing. And, um, and I recognize that. But then when we read the article, I didn't even write down the name of the article. <laughs> didn't either but we're gonna try to post it to man Uh, we we didn't we we're trying people i I, i've been ill um that that really goes into it i felt like wow you know i am partially woke at least i got that out Mm -hmm. of it the name of the article is it's on filmmirror.org and it's race in film semicolon stormy weather uh, this movie is only a little more than an hour long. Yes. So it is worth watching to see these performances, but then to also read the article um, about race in America and, and what stormy weather, the, the insights 
the person writing the article. Don't remember that person's name. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me let me look okay. it up. There go some woke points. Um, Katrina Ro- Richardson. Yeah. Katrina, yeah, good. Um, it's worth just to just to wake yourself up a little bit. I, I did. It did to me. Yeah. I was just like, man, start that. You know. That 1943 and, and singing and dancing, and then I'm in the car dealership waiting room reading it, and I'm just like, oh man, stormy weather. <laughs> Damn it! But then I'm, I'm, but no, nothing. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing of it. Even though, and that's why it's still important because even though all of these points are very true, and it's important to realize them because then you know you get you wake up and you get a little more woke. Still, it exists, and it's still like the. I mean, the Nicholas Brothers. Come my on. God. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, it's almost like God. That really stinks that it was on there. But man, thank God it somehow it did yeah. find a way. It's true, and it was. You know, I mean, there were these people of color on film. You didn't see that frequently, so it was. Uh, that was enlightening. In 1943, even though it was for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> okay, so it begins with tap dancing little children. So cute. They were so cute. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, they- and also, also, like last week's movie, um, there it, the people of color ometer it blew up within 30 seconds of this film. Right. And right. there are no... Oh, what did I... What... There are no fair-skinned people of European descent in this That's movie. Very politically correct. Thank there you. are some cringe-worthy moments as well. It's 1943. I don't think we're <laughs> going to watch a movie from 1943 and not cringe at something. So these little children are tap dancing with their uncle, Uncle Bill. And so um, it's a beautiful house with a, um, a nice porch and so so that he has steps because bill robinson was great at tap dancing on steps fantastic um, people of my age might remember um reruns of shirley temple and bojangles dance tap dancing and a little girl runs to the mailbox and she gets out a magazine and her uncle bill is on the front because it's a magazine that is it's like the it's the it's like just giving him big props it's yeah, like it, it, yeah yo yeah for his career it you know when you um like for example it, it's it's what on twitter and social media janice jackson appreciation day was for it was just a, everybody got together, but except they got together in this magazine instead of online, and they were all reminiscing about how Bill Williamson, he's the man. And it's just a magazine just congratulating him on just being the man and entertaining black people for 25 years, except they didn't say black people. I think they like referred to him as colored, but they referred to themselves as colored because they yeah. made the magazine. Yeah, I thought it was Negro, but I could be wrong. Um uh, I got distracted because Whoopi Goldberg the other day on The View was going through the names that um, the people of color have gone through. Mm-hmm. Larry Wilmore has a, has a similar bit in his, in his book. Uh, like it was Negro, colored, 
African American, black. So, yeah. So, so they go, Uncle Bill, Uncle Bill, um, read us the magazine, Uncle Bill. And so the movie is him going back and telling the kids about his life through this magazine. So it starts with the victory in France parade of World War One. people. World mm. War II hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. And Jim, Europe's 15th military band, which was an all-black military band. And um, it was, of course, victory in Paris in France Day. So there was a big ball that night. Mm-hmm. So, so he went to the ball with his... He had a manager then, Gabe. Well, what's Gabe? Gabe was his friend, and Gabe Gabe is played by um, Sam from Casablanca. Uh, <gasps> Dooley Wilson. He was. Yeah, Dooley <gasps> Wilson was Gabe, and Gabe's the best friend. And so when they're in this parade, they're holding up. Gabe's holding up the front of the base, and um, Bill's at the back. And you know, Gabe's oh, he's the guy. He's just always playing, like running games and stuff, and always you know has all these scams going and so he tells bill that he's got the number of all these women and they're gonna go to the parade and he can hook them up with a date and bill's like nah man i don't trust you because he's known gabe for so long that he's like this guy he's just foolishness right gabe lives a grandiose life in his mind but but he doesn't have the money to back it up yep but he is a fine fun fellow because everybody was just so happy in this movie. Happy with their circumstances. Yeah. So uh, Bill sees Lena Horne and men are falling over her. Like I'm sure in real life she had to actually step over men because they were falling over her. In the movie she is Selena Rogers and she is a big star. And evidently Bill was friends with her brother... Uh, in the war. Well, they were. They were all three of them. They were the three amigos. The brother, um, uh, Gabe, and Bill. But the brother didn't make it home, I'm assuming. No. Because and, they, and he has a medal. Selena gives him his medal for um, bravery. You I think believe. that the brother was in a Harlem Hellfighter? I don't know. It wasn't referred to in here because that would have brought up you know, things that weren't happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Keep they, them happy. They, the people of this of this movie knew their audience. <laughs> <laughs> so Selena gets up to sing and her partner is Chick Bailey. Chick Bailey is a smooth criminal, <laughs> smooth <laughs> character. He is a smooth character. So we have our first song, No Two Ways About Love. And everybody's clapping. And so... um before she got up to sing, Gabe is saying, yeah, he knows everybody in the business. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. goes, oh, so you know Chick Bailey. He goes, I, I gave Chick Bailey his first job. Oh, yeah, I know Chick Bailey. So Chick Bailey comes to sit down with them. And, um, uh, of course, he doesn't know Gabe. Mm-hmm. And, and Gabe's got a, a girl with him. And so Gabe, when they came in, they came in a limousine. And you're like, oh, and he's all you know studded out and stuff like he has money. And so his girl thinks he has money and he doesn't have any money and keeps like that's one of the comic bits is that she keeps like um, getting the most expensive stuff because she's with a man that doesn't 
mind throwing his money around it just his reactions of him having to like pay more and more money because <laughs> he's got like three dollars yeah, in and, his pocket and so then when when you know it's revealed to everyone at the table that he, this guy he just lied when when gabe gets caught in his lie every, gabe is all worried because he thinks that the, his girl's gonna leave because he's a liar and <laughs> she just she just flips it around and is like I can't believe and you're like, oh, how he treated you so badly and you got this guy and started a show business. Yeah. And, 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 and they're just like, and you, Bill Robinson's face to Gabe <laughs> is, man, you lucked out and you found yourself the dumbest woman. <laughs> you Good got job. a dumb one here yeah. but it's working for you. Yeah. So Bill, um, oh, so Bill says he's going to Memphis. He's going to go back to Memphis. And um, then there's a dance number, which is a, a, a Bush cringeworthy moment. Oh. The dance number isn't, I mean, it's a, it's a big uh, production number. It's a cakewalk. Yeah, the tiered cake. Yeah. But, and, the, and the women all have on... Um, headbands with um their hats with flower petals in the front but if you turn around to the back they all have what i call blackface faces yeah it was really weird i didn't get it in the article it, it called them coon faces so um I guess so that when they turned around it still looked like they were dancing with their face to the audience i like I don't know. It, there was no reason to have that on I, there. Because I didn't. Well, and that's what this film like taught me. I, I, I guess I didn't. I didn't realize that you could do blackface, and then that black people could also then black do white people face. could do blackface. Yeah, but then I didn't. Well, when we get to the trivia, I didn't know that black people could do white face. I didn't know white face was a thing. I didn't either. It was, because that's how Dooley got his name. But we'll get to that later. Okay. So it's a big production number. And it ends with Bill and Selena dancing. And um, so uh, Chick sees that Bill and Selena are kind of, you know, having some chemistry going on. And Chick doesn't like it at all. And mm-hmm. Selena goes, uh, Bill, I'm sorry you're going away. And he says, I'll be back when I when I get to be somebody. So I'm going to go away. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, build up my name and my product and I'll be back when I am somebody. Next scene, they're on a steamship on the river. Mm-hmm. And um, Bill has been working with the bales of cotton and he falls asleep on the bales of cotton. And he says, nothing is going to get him off of that bale of cotton until he gets to, Memphis, Mm -hmm. but then you hear some music and his feet start jingle jiggling. They started jangling because as soon as he hears music, he he got to get up. Yeah, he's a dancer. So, I mean, so the minstrel guys on the boat are singing and dancing and there's a minstrel show with black minstrel people. Yeah, they can. That was like their vaudeville. And Bojangles is tap dancing, and he's got educated feet. 
Yeah, the, the the band that's jamming there, they're like, damn, man, you got educated feet. Because there's a whole, you know, uh, dance number with the the band members. Yeah, and that's when he puts out the sand and he said, look, I've been, I've been practicing on this. And he does what's called scatting. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, dancing on the sand. Oh, I thought scatting was like a vocal thing. Um, scatting is, but then there maybe it wasn't scatting. Maybe it was a different verb that was used. Mm. The old soft shoe. Scrape. I don't know. Scrape. I don't know. Okay. So somebody says when the boat docks in Memphis, you need to get a job on Beale Street. Beale Street on Memphis was the jumping street. Yeah. So next scene, we're at Ada Brown's Beale Street Cafe. And who's on the piano, Aaron? Oh, just Fats Waller. Just Fats Waller. Making the Ivories dance. Oh, he's tickling them. And um, she and Ada goes, you know, that the place is on its last legs. Mm-hmm. So Ada sings. Fats is on the piano. And they're singing the blues. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's good. And Bill is a waiter in the place. Um, and so he gets up and he does some dancing. Yeah. And oh, he does. Yeah, he's the waiter. He does some dancing, but he does the dancing in the background. I don't think anybody really sees him. And so Chick Bailey comes in because he wants to book Fats for his um, next tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bill sees Lena Horne. So uh, Bill comes over, he pushes the tables together because right now he's being a waiter. And Selena comes in and, and she doesn't even recognize him. So, oh man, he is downtrodden. Mm. But Fats sings Ain't Misbehaving. I mean, I was Ain't Misbehaving's in this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I said Fats is tickling the ivories <laughs> and dancing. And so they're back at the table and Chick goes, well, I could use Ida in the show too. Mm-hmm. Ada in the show too. At which point Selena recognizes Bill. Well, because Bill comes over and Ida tells Bill, hey, Bill, you got to find another job because I'm closing this down. We're going on tour. And Bill's like, oh, okay." And then that's when Selena looks up and recognizes him. So. um, So Selena goes, "Um, Chick, do me a favor and put Bill in the show. Well, Chick doesn't want to do that because he knows they have chemistry. Mm hmm. So the show is on its way to Chicago. And um, and so Chick says, oh, I'll put him I'll put him right on top. I'll put Bill right on top. Mm-hmm. Well, they have an African number where they have this huge tree and they have people playing, you know, like the bongos in the tree. And they have Bill, he has Bill at the very top branch so that he just can't even be seen. Mm hmm. So they sing the song Tropical Maiden, and there's dancing, and there's zebra costumes. And Bill asks Selena out after the show, and she says yes. And Chick says, Chick walks up then, and he says no. 
And she says, uh, you know, when I'm doing the show, I have to do what you tell me. But after the show, I can do what I want. And so uh, Bill says, you know, I, I'd like to do more dancing. I could really do more dancing. And so Chick says, you're, yeah, okay, you're, you're staying on the drums. Mm-hmm. So what happens, Aaron? Um. Oh, well, he, he goes like, "Oh, he'll dance." He says, "You just do your drums," and Bill does huh? the drums. Oh, Bill starts to tap dance. Oh, on that's right. The drums. So then that the, he was like, "He because I was yeah because the scene they're in the hallway and he's like, you just stick to your drums.'" And he's like, all right. And then he gets out there when he's the guy. So Chick's out doing his big number, right? And he's supposed to be all singing and stuff. And in the background, all of a sudden, you, you start hearing these extra little notes and stuff. And Bill's on the timpanies. And he's playing the drums with his dancing feet. And the crowd starts, is like going crazy. And they're loving it. And it's crazy. This dude is like in his late 60s doing this stuff. Jumping from drum to drum. Yeah. Like, yeah. th- it's musical. He's not. He's creating music with his feet. It's insane. And Chick doesn't know what's going on behind him. He thinks the people are loving him. Mm-hmm. So he's going, wow, these people are really into this number tonight. All right. And he goes out for a second bow, and, the, and, and they, like, applaud him. But then Chick, I guess, t- takes a bow. I mean, um, Bill takes a bow, and the crowd goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And Chick looks behind him and sees that it was Bill. And so Bill is fired. I think like Chick is in this movie. Chick is so into himself that he probably literally would not hear the crazy beat that is being dropped by Bill's educated dancing feet. That's what I wondered. Is he not hearing this extra stuff put into his own number? He's just so he's just so absorbed. You would think he would, but he's just that absurd. Yeah, you're right. I I totally see it. So Bill and Selena are on their way out to have a sandwich, and Chick walks in, and uh, Bill punches him. So there's no way of getting that job back. Yeah, it was like, oh well, I'll I'll figure out something else. So um, I wrote, I invented Bill Williamson's step (parentheses with children). Oh, Bill Williamson is now back to talking with Mm -hmm. the children. And he said he invented this Bill Williamson step. And then he and the little girl do like they're the step that he invented. She is adorable. So now he's reminiscing again. He runs into Gabe and Gabe is shining shoes in Harlem. And Bill says he needs $560 to, um, Keep he's got a, a place with a show going and he needs five hundred sixty dollars to pay the dancers. And Gabe goes, Oh, I I, I can do that. Gabe is <laughs> shiny shoes. Yeah. He, Gabe's like, Oh, I got the money. And Bill's like, You don't you don't have that kind of money, you're shining shoes. But it's all with the look with Bill. Dude's such an actor. It's great. <laughs> You're like, what? And so he's like, no, like, I don't have it. But believe me, I know exactly how to like, come on, your your show's going to go on. I got this. 
So he goes, the girls aren't going to go to work if they don't get paid for last week's rehearsals. And Gabe is again going, hey, I got this. I know exactly what to do. I'm your new agent. Mm-hmm. So Gabe arrives dressed in a tuxedo. He comes in in this limo. Now, this limo, did you explain where the limo came from? I didn't explain from? where the limo came from. The limo, I think it's his, is it his cousin? Yeah. <laughs> it, his cousin's the driver. And his cousin is a dri- like drives white people around. Right. And so it belongs to a white guy and he's just um, he just drives him as a favor because, the, you know, the white guy is like playing golf or something. And so while he's out hitting the links, I ma- I just made that up completely. He's doing no, what I, rich white well, guys do. Yeah. Wherever the white person is. Yeah. Then in time. So he's got free time. So in his free time, he can drive Gabe around, make it look like Gabe has hired the limo. Uh-huh. But he still has to pay the cousin because the, the cousin's not doing it for free. Right. Um, and so he arrives and he's all dressed up and he and he's out in front of the, the place and he's going, uh, you know, I, I can pay. I can pay you girls right now. I can pay you all the back money you're owed. But let me see what I'm paying for. Get up there and show me what I'm paying for. Shake your so things, they, ladies. <laughs> they do the song Salt Lake City Blues on my mind. Oh, oh, OK. Hold on, though. Salt Lake City in the 1940s? Was it I, was it a different Salt Lake City? I'm just saying. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I mean, Definitely some blues going on there, but they, they <laughs> Mormon blues. Yeah, I was like, hmm, all right. Okay, so Gabe is sitting stone-faced through the whole dance number. And he says he'll personally guarantee the salary... When they leave the show tonight, there will be envelopes by the door, ladies. So the the ladies are, yeah, okay, okay, this is going to be good. Until Selena walks in and she goes, (laughs) Gabe, okay, remember those times you used to dress up and pretend to be so rich? (laughs) And 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 Bill's (laughs) trying to drag her away, like, oh, no, no, yeah, that's Gabe. And and Gabe is just like, oh, like, shut up, quit talking, like, with his eyes, like, what are you? Remember how your cousin used to drive that limo and everybody thought you were, you know, riding around in the limo? (laughs) So the girls were saying, hey, no, we're not going on anymore. Yeah. And then there were two guys who were saying they'd seen Gabe before. And as they were saying that, they were backstage putting on blackface. Yeah, because they were like, we're, we've seen this guy before. He's not, we don't think he is who he says he is. But they can't place him. And they go out and put on a minstrel comedy sketch. And it was... It was so, the comedy in it was so, I'm trying to think, like, what's the word? It was all very verbal, but it sort of almost felt like a Seinfeld bit. Because their whole bit, the two guys, was that the car was breaking down, and they would always finish each other's thoughts without the other one saying anything what they were talking about. This was the weakest sketch of the movie for me. Because I didn't get it. Well, first you're like, it's your, you know, your brain is going blackface. Mm, my tummy yeah. hurts. Blackface. <laughs> oh, but they're black. I don't know how to process this. How do we work with this blackface on black? And then I'm know. just, and then I'm like, all right, well, just, you know, what's their performance? Let's look past this. And I'm, 
I'm just like, I don't get what is going on right now. Yeah, that was a, that was another cringeworthy moment. I don't understand. Is this like really genius or something? Like this seems really... <laughs> And we just don't get it. We're not that woke. Why is this all of a sudden a Paul Thomas Anderson film? <laughs> I don't understand. So they finish their their performance and somebody says that angel, he's a boot black. Which means a um, a, 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 a shoe shiner, mm-hmm. and um, he goes in the dressing room, and the two guys attack him. Everybody's attacking him because they want their money. Mm-hmm. At which point, his cousin, the chauffeur, comes in, and he goes, "Oh, you you need money?" And he just whips out a huge roll of bills because after he dropped off Gabe, he went to Belmont. And I believe he won the trifecta. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, he, he got he, big money. Oh, man. So then they have a big dance number. Yeah. I can't give you anything but love, baby. What's the name of that song? I can't. I can't give. Anyway, it was huge. <laughs> and Bill was singing with Selena. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good. Now we're back with the kids and Uncle Bill in Hollywood because at this point, Bill goes to Hollywood. Yes. 1936, he goes to Hollywood. And he wanted um, Selena to go with him, of course. Mm -hmm. And they were going to live happily ever after in Hollywood. She doesn't have to work anymore. And there's a house that he he had picked out or he had designed or something because they're looking at the picture of it. Yeah, they were looking at blueprints. Mm Mm-hmm. And boy, don't you wish you could live there today? Oh man, <laughs> he's got a big Hollywood contract, and she didn't want to go and and get a house of kids. She she wants to keep working. It's what she does. I said this is 1943. Mm-hmm. She said, "I want to I want to keep I want to work on my career. Yeah, I don't want to have career. kids. Yeah." And it is 1943, so they break up. And Selena goes to Paris. She she became a big star there. At which point, who drives up? Cab Calloway? Cab Calloway drives up. <laughs> you know, because that's what happens in Hollywood. Cab yeah. Calloway just drives up. It, it happens to Aaron every and, other day. Oh, the, the times Cab Calloway has driven <laughs> up and just honked his horn. Oh, so Cab Calloway's there with the neighborhood kids. Um, oh, yeah, because so then it turns out that the house, doesn't the house then like um, dissolve into the house that Bill has been sitting on with the kids the whole time? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that did happen. Yeah. And so then Cab comes up and he's like, are these all your kids? And he's like, no, these are just the neighborhood kids. They like to. That, that was kind of a little weird. <laughs> they, you yeah. know, they like they just like to hang, hang out, out at Uncle Bill's at house. Uncle Bill's house. I was like, that's not going to sound great in 2018. <laughs> but a lot of this isn't going to sound great yeah. 2018. So carry on. And so Cab Calloway goes, why, why don't you, why don't you come back and do, you know, why don't you come and do something? And he goes, well, I hate to give up the place in case Selena decides to come back. Mm-hmm, in case she decides to give up on her career. They come back and be with me with my career. Yeah. 
So Camp Calloway says there's going to be a big blowout for the soldiers tonight before they go overseas for World War II. And Bill says, I'll be there. So we see the number. We, we There's the big blowout. There's Cab Calloway's number. And what is he wearing, Aaron? He's wearing a zoot suit. Total zoot I suit. I mean, he is decked out to the nines. I look at him and I say, "I want." I, was Cab Calloway the Steve Harvey before Steve Harvey? Yeah, Cab Calloway is what Steve Harvey wishes. Wishes. Because Cab wishes Calloway Wishes his is. name could even be said in the same sentence. Oh, man. These suits. Ugh. And it's black and white, but it this was a this was a blazing yellow hat, humongous hat. Oh, I didn't and the know it zoot was yellow. Suit, zoot suits had huge shoulder pads. Yeah, they came down mid thigh. The jackets came down mid thigh. The pants were uh, baggy but tapered at the ankle, mm-hmm. and they had what are those shoes called? The black and white shoes. Oh, I don't know. Um, and the chain. And the chain, the watch chain. The long watch chain. Ugh. Came down mid-calf, the, the watch chain. And the, the, the crazy, like, thin, but long bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it was something to see. Mm-hmm. And Captain so, Calloway's hair. He had his yes. hair all pressed, and it was just going every which way. Pressed and greased, but it couldn't stay down because he was doing too much dancing. Yeah. Ah, And then it's time for Selena. And Selena sings. What does she sing? Stormy weather. And she catches Bill's eye. She didn't know Bill would be there. Because she's seen stormy weather because ever since she broke up with Bill, her life's just been stormy weather. That man and I ain't together. Been raining all the time. Then it cuts to a dance number. And this is by a famous, um, she was like a famous dancer, choreographer. Catherine. Catherine somebody. <laughs> yeah, Catherine somebody. Uh, I'm sorry. That's not respectful. It isn't. It was a beautiful dance number. And then it comes back to Selena to finish the song. Mm-hmm. So backstage, Selena sees Bill, and um, he says, well, what are you doing here? I didn't think you wanted to be here. And she says, well, a woman can change her mind. And Bill goes on stage with Cab Calloway. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut back to the house. He's tap dancing on the front steps of the house, and Lena opens the door. So evidently, Lena decided to give up her career. Yeah, she was like, wait a second. Why am I working? Really? I, this is the house I could live in? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> and then there's the song, There's No Two Ways About Love. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into a new dance number. The Zoot Suits, Cab Calloway's doing the jump and jive. At which point... What happens here? Are you, is this the time now? Are we finally yes. here? Yes, you're here. You can go. I, here are my notes. So the crowd, okay, so they dance in front of the house. And then I have 
good God, who are those guys? The dancers. So Cap Calloway's doing his number, and then all of a sudden he walks over and he says something, a zoop, zoop, zaddy. And then these two guys who are sitting on the second um, level at at um, a table, like echoes them back, zoot zoots got it, and in an instant, they're all like they've jumped from the sitting. They were literally their butts were in the chair, and they jump up, and now their feet are in the chair, and then they jump up, and now they're on the chair, and this is all happening to the music that's being played, and then they jump from the table down to the next table, down to this floor. They do these like twist moves, and then Cab Calloway. <laughs> He, he tried to tell us. Watch Cab Calloway's face because he is trying to tell you people you have no idea what you are about to watch. And he mm-hmm. they give him low fives. And Cab Calloway does his walk as he he just slowly like just bat, like walks out of the frame. And the Nicholas brothers go on they a type they're dancing. They're they are dancing in beat on beat their feet is 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 like adding to the music that is being played and they're dancing go on the the stands the music stands they they dance through the band they dance through the band on top of the pianos on top of the pianos they jump from on top of the pianos i like, I I think they jumped, like, six feet because they had to jump over this guy that was playing in the band that was sitting in front of the piano, and they come down onto the stage, and they don't just... No, they can't just land. They land in the splits, people. They land in the splits, they, people. They land... They were on a piano dancing. They jump, and they land straight on in the splits. And then... <laughs> and then, on beat still... You know, there's a metronome going. There's time going. <laughs> They're in the splits. And they pop up from the splits without using their hands. No hand, no, no hands, hands involved. They just slide up. They like like God himself just lifted them up by their shoulders. They just slide up. <laughs> and then they proceed to dance up these stairs. Yep. And then the whole time dancing. Then they dance at the top of the stairs. Then. Is this when they like do the split jumps down the stairs over each they, other? They do that. And yeah. OK, hold on. Listen, there's the top of these. There are these stairs, right? And this each stair height because they're big stairs, not these little like puny no, stairs. Like triple stairs. Yeah, they're like triple stairs. They're about I would say that the stairs are probably about two feet high. Like each yeah, stair. At because least. because when the Nicholas brothers I I, I watched because I was like again had it like paused and was going frame by frame. The stairs come up to like right below their knees. So yeah. they're they're high. So they're at the top of the stairs, and then they've choreographed it with a band that they do these like, and on each like cymbal crash, that's one Nicholas brother jumping over the other Nicholas brother, landing in the splits on the stair. The other one snaps his legs up from the splits that he was just in, 
to his two feet, jumps over the other Nicholas brother to land on the stair below in the splits, and they just keep hopping over each other to the music all the way down the stairs. This is in one take. It is not cut. And not only that, but but next to the stairs was like um, a smooth surf, like a slide coming down. Mm-hmm. At one point, they were in the splits coming down the slide. So they danced their way back up the stairs, then slid down into the slide, s- again, snapped themselves up. The whole thing, it, it wasn't all one shot, but I think it's all done in like three shots. And... By the when they when they are done, like they, how many times they had to do this, who knows? And the whole entire time, they are smiling, their teeth are showing, they are happy. I don't understand how they're. They, you never. I'm sure they're sweating, but you don't see them sweat. It is like it's the most effortless thing in the world for these guys to be dancing as hard and as fast as they are because their feet are on beat the entire time. And they're doing they're doing like faster than 16th notes. They're doing like 32nd notes and the 64th notes and stuff, stuff that I only know about in theory. Did they father any children? Well, yeah, because Harold, the small one, was married to Dorothy Dandridge. I didn't know if they'd be able to after all those splits. Well, I mean, we did mention last week that Dorothy Dandridge's daughter was severely mentally handicapped. But she was. Well, uh, Well, that would be too bad if it were from the splits. I don't know if it was from the splits or from like she was waiting for him to, to before she went into labor. And so I think like the baby got the oxygen cut off. Oh. But this is all according to Shonda Rhimes and introducing Dorothy Dandridge starring Halle Berry. Oh, OK. OK. So we we just digressed from the from the Nicholas Brothers, which is not fair. Yes. They deserve their their total finale because, oh, my God. If you can't sit for an hour through stormy weather, just just fast forward to that part. Yeah, because I again. So then I, I it finished and I was just staring at the screen and I the, the movie went on. Literally, my notes. I don't have any notes of how the movie ends because I thought to myself, the movie has to be over, but it, it wasn't. And I don't even know what happened because all I'm doing is think is I the first time I watched it. Because, you know, when the musical numbers come on, I'm paying attention, but I was half paying attention. And then by this time, it's kind of getting late. My eyes are getting a little heavy. So I really didn't realize what was going on until, like, I saw them do the split thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. And then I had to to rewind it. And then then the next day I went back because I was like, how much longer is this, um, do we have it? Is the rental for and I just kept watching it over and over again. Well, that's pretty much the end of the movie, because who could top that? Because <sighs> after that, they say, everybody dance, and ain't that something to shout about? And it's the end of the movie. And I wrote, I'm exhausted. Because <sighs> after that dance, whew. You know, and I was doing, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I wrote it down, but I was doing a little bit of research 
because I was like, this has to be the Nicholas brothers. And yeah, it was. It um, was. But they didn't. I don't know. You know, I'm going to give this place the benefit of the doubt and say that whatever like dance hall of fame or whatever it is like that, it didn't come into existence until 2000 because sometime in the 2000s was when Harold Nicholas was inducted into it. And I'm just going to assume that that's just because it just started in the 2000s and that it didn't start some long time ago and that you had this dance hall of fame or whatever and it didn't have Harold Nicholas in it because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. (laughs) No, he needed to be the first person in it. Because there are people, I, I don't know who it was, I think it was Gene Kelly who has said that... That their routine that they did in Stormy Weather is the best musical movie ever captured on film. And that's from somebody who was, of course, of course, um, wow, my brain just left me. Um, like, like you want to you want to tout yourself up. You don't want to tout other people up. So that had to be I mean, that was a true compliment from somebody who thought he was. The bee's knees. Well, you're uh, like we said when we did an American in Paris. People think, oh, dancers and stuff, but dancers are extremely competitive because it's a yeah. it's a sport. It's so physical that it's a sport, and yeah, you want to go out there and do a better routine than anyone else. So of course he's gonna like, oh, I'm really good. I'm really good, but what those guys did, I mean, yeah, come on. Come on, man. Come on. And they had to be at the end because who could follow that? I mean, nobody, not even Bojangles could follow that. Yeah. And like, this is Nicholas, this is their prime. They're in their prime right there. You know, Bojangles, he's in his mid 60s. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So there was, I didn't find a lot of trivia. Um, I got I got a bunch of stuff. Oh, good. Okay, let me. Get... It did say that there were two musical numbers that were deleted from the film. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder why. Wonder like we gotta hurry up and get to the Nicholas Brothers. What is all this filler? Yeah, and it's only an hour and and change. Yeah, it, I mean it moves along. It was the final film of Bill Robinson, as we said. And Fats Waller died five months after the opening. Mm-hmm. He died from a pneumonia. He got on in, like, Albuquerque, and he was going to New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you have? All right, so I have it. I think Lena Horne was around 26 when she was in this. So it was like uh, Bill was 66 and Lena was 26. Mm-hmm. They um, Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that that's that's what it was. Um, let's see. She was signed with MGM for films, but a lot of the films that a lot of her scenes were shot so that she could be cut out when they were shown in movie theaters in the South because most theaters refused to show films portraying blacks as anything other than subservient to whites. And Lena Horne didn't want to appear in those roles anyway. 
Right. So um, she was loaned out so that she could play Selena in Stormy Weather. Because who else could have? I know. And she, there's a quote from her because, um, oh, and Stormy Weather did really good at the box office. Um, she has a quote because she's she she's beautiful, but she has a quote about um. Well, I'll just read it. I was unique in that I was a kind of black that white people could accept. I was their daydream. I had the worst kind of acceptance because it was never for how great I was or what I contributed. It was because of the way I looked. So yeah, she was because she she's got a very um. I don't know, she's light-skinned, and, and she's got a very sort of narrow, more narrow nose and features and stuff. Right, her features are not the typical pronounced African features, and mm-hmm. so that was more accepting to black people. And um, the article that Erin mentioned on mirrorfilm.org said, I mean, Bill and Lena's um, romantic relationship in this really was all in your mind <laughs> and they were saying that because the white audience didn't really want to see a, a romantic relationship mm-hmm. with black people they, yeah this whole movie was basically well it comes down to a quote from again James Baldwin um, that kind of sums it up and the quotes in the in the article as well but it is quote it is only in music which Americans are able to admire because a because of a protective sentimentality limits their understanding of it that the negro in america has been able to tell his story it is an easy story which otherwise has yet to been told and which no american is prepared to hear yeah because the perception in this is all of the people of color in this movie were happy they were happy mm-hmm. with their circumstances they were happy with they were. They were happy that they were born to be entertainers. And that was another thing that it came naturally to them. It didn't come from hard work or, you know, any mental ability. It was just a God-given talent. And that's why it was acceptable to the white audience. Mm-hmm. Because you can say like, oh, it's just a God-given talent because then you don't have to say, look at them as human beings. Because then it brings into question the whole idea of segregation. So you can't say, oh, these are people who worked really hard at it. They're just like you or I. They just had, maybe they had some extra talent and they just pursued it and worked super hard to make this look so easy to entertain you. Um, Because every character in this film is an entertainer, first and foremost. There aren't doctors. They aren't bankers. They aren't school teachers. They're there to entertain. So the story is really just filler for being able to entertain. Right. And that's why it did well at the box office. But I do have to say, I mean, the the Harold brothers, the the Nicholas brothers, they're insane. I I don't look at that and think, I know how much work they put in. They put an insane amount of work. But no matter how much insane amount of work you put in, how many people are you seeing doing the splits and lifting themselves up? I'm watching the Olympics. I don't see them doing that in their training. It's just unbelievable. Yep. 
ah, I'm so glad it's on film <laughs> for all the problems. I'm so glad that that Harold Brothers thing is on film. Jeez. Um, so let's see. Oh, in the movie, there's a goof. The first time Selena says Bill Williamson, um, you could clearly say that she says Bill Robinson. And in the beginning, I wrote Bill Williamson, crossed it out, put Robinson, crossed it out, put Williamson, because I didn't know which was which. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of yeah. crazy. Um, and Cab Calloway, he's really famous for lots of things, but uh, Minnie the Moocher was the first jazz album to ever sell a million copies. So that's crazy. Um... Bojangles, he was born and, like, raised, I think, in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, really? Uh And he got the name Bojangles because he was always so happy-go-lucky. And he's famous for his movies with Shirley Temple. He paid for the streetlight at Adams and West Lee Streets in Richmond because the for the kids, so they'd be able to cross the street to go to school. Aww. He died penniless. Um, Ed Sullivan paid for his funeral because he was like what bojangles no we can do better man wow um and in world war one he was drum major for the 369th infantry regiment also known as the harlem hellfighters ah dooley wilson as we mentioned before he's famous for being sam in casablanca he got the name dooley from a, a song he did as an Irishman named Mr. Dooley, and he performed it in whiteface. Well, it's like, oh, huh. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, and I think that that's it. That's all I have. Um, the choreographer was Catherine Dunham. She deserves her props because she choreographed that Nicholas Brother routine. Wait, did she choreograph the Nicholas Brothers routine or did she choreograph like her dance thing? Let me see. It says, and although the film did cater to a white fantasy of Negro life, it remains a platform for black talent and a roll call of the greatest dancers and musicians of the 30s, 40s, including Bill Robinson, Lena Horne, Fats Waller, Ada Brown, Cap Calloway, the Nicholas Brothers, and choreographer Catherine Dunham. So maybe she didn't choreograph. Chore- maybe she didn't do theirs. <laughs> maybe she did the other choreography in the film. Oh, maybe she did. I don't know. I just I can't imagine like somebody being like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I feel like okay, they kind of came up with that on themselves. Yes. Okay, For, you're gonna stand up. 10 feet in the air and come down and do the splits. Okay. And five, okay. six, seven, Everybody eight. Everybody okay with that? Yeah. So it's a fascinating article as well. Aaron's going to try to somehow tag it um, with this. And if not, it's worth looking into mirrorfilm.org. Or I just found it by typing in stormy weather movie. And Race in film, stormy weather. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It was made specifically for Roger Ebert's far-flung correspondence. What? This video was made... Oh, oh. no, I'm sorry. 
this video. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, they knew about rot. What is going on with time right now? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Now, there's, there's a clip that was made specifically for Roger Ebert's far-flung correspondence. Now, they don't have the clip of the Nicholas Brothers embedded. They should. I mean, you can. I'm sure that's on Google. I mean, on yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Which is on Google. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Watch that. Yes. Yes. Just get some popcorn ready. Crack open a nice bottle of wine using a corkscrew. <laughs> and just be be amazed. Be amazed. But also be woke as you're watching it. Yeah. And that is this week's stormy weather. What are we doing next week, Air? Well, uh, I got, <laughs> you couldn't see me, but I got panicked halfway through because I was like, oh, crap. It's my turn to pick. <laughs> Yet again. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. So Not prepared. I think we're going to do Porgy and Bess. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to leave me scrambling for the last <laughs> week of February. Oh, is February over before I have to do yeah. another one? Or I can do I can do one because you did want to do Porgy and Bess, so it's up to you. You can say that this was your pick, and then I come back strong next week. It's up to you. I'm going to let you go with Porgy and Bess because I think I know what your other pick was, and I can do that one. Oh man! All right, that's going to be great because then I'm going to find out what it was because <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> And that's how we roll on Gone with the Bushes. That's how we roll. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I think it was topical and enlightening. Bye-bye. <laughs>